Hey everybody, welcome to the Big Llama Show podcast. You're listening to a replay of our Sunday night live stream. Live streams are hosted every Sunday night, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Twitch, Facebook, and YouTube. Want to support the show? Go to YouTube, look up the Big Llama Show, hit like and subscribe, hit the bell notification so you know when we post content. And now, our host, the Big Llama and AD. Enjoy the show. The views and opinions expressed on the Big Llama Show are those of the host and guest. They do not reflect that of our sponsors, advertisers, or employers. Enjoy the show. Hey everybody, welcome to the Big Llama Show. I'm the Big Llama. Thank you so much for joining me. And with me, as always, is my co-host, Blackout AD. AD, man, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing good, brother. Another good day, another great episode we got planned. Lots of good stuff happening. We've got some folks watching live already. Um, you know, again, if you're watching live, make sure you're interacting with us. Make sure you're uh, commenting. We'll hit you up in the comments. We'll interact with you as long as we can. Uh, just a pretty casual conversation. Uh, two guys just sitting around and, you know, shooting the breeze about the week that's passed. Oh, the big homie's already hitting us up. He's saying right here, the Big Llama Sundays. It's hey, a good homie, hashtag, thanks. actually. That is. That's a good one. That's a, that's a t-shirt in the making. Right there. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, so, AD, we're going to talk a couple of things, and we're going to get right to the first thing, which, again, we cannot do this show without subscribers, and so we are so thankful um, the show has grown to 163 subscribers so far. Um, I think I have over 200 plus subscribers on Facebook. Uh, my Twitch is growing, uh, three or four subscribers, even though I, I'm, I'm never on Twitch. Um, so, I, you know, and, and my, um, uh, my most recent, um, oh God, what is that? What's the one? My TikTok. Mm. <laughs> I've been hitting up TikTok to do some advertising and I'm getting some followers there. Um, listen, every little bit helps, right? Every, every little bit helps. Honestly, TikTok is super surprising. The only thing I don't see from TikTok is maybe like necessarily them moving over to other apps, but for TikTok itself, it's good exposure. Yeah, no, no. I, I, I'm surprised at the number of hits I get on, like I, I, I think each, each, and all we do is post the thumb link, you know, thumbnail, um, letting people know about the content Yeah, and I've seen 700 to 800 hits on these videos, and I'm just like, whoa, well, maybe there's something out there. There's, a, there's an audience there. Uh, I was debating going live on my on the TikTok while we were doing this, and then I realized they won't hear you, so it'll be a one-sided conversation. Mm. Um, so that that may be an idea for the future, but but not right now. I'll have to figure out how to integrate the whole thing. Yeah. Um, you know, the funny thing is the subscribers and I, I, you know, I'm always looking at the numbers. I'm crunching the numbers constantly. The subscribers are coming from this, this one video. 
Um, I think I had 15 to 16 subscribers just from one video alone. I did it a reaction to Lula Row, the you know the leggings, the leggings. Yeah. Four, almost 4,500 views on YouTube. My my number one video overall. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's cool is the the lady who's featured in the document. Again, I have I, I, this is what I love about it. I I'm meeting new people. Um, the lady who is in the documentary liked the the reaction and has actually hit me up on um hit me up on twitter so we're twitter besties now uh, <laughs> let, let's see oh john gillen is uh chiming in yo john gillen yo how is it going road to a thousand yes john he's updated the the hashtag from road to 100 to road to a thousand and Mama Llama is chiming in. She said it's not just leggings. Yes, they have <laughs> dresses, shirts. Women kinds. apparel. Yeah, yeah. yeah ladies apparel. Uh, there's some men apparel there, I think, too. I hope, I think. Oh, we're going to get the leggings for Big Llama? The Big Llama leggings? Listen, um, I, well, I'm, not, I'm not ashamed of the things. <laughs> I've worn those leggings. It was cold. It was cold. Understandable. And um, I had to wear them underneath some, some jeans, and they were pretty darn comfortable. I, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. If it was acceptable for me to wear tight leggings in public, I would wear them in public. But I think there's some faux pas in that. I don't think I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, not just like, oh, yeah, and, and here she goes. And they were comfy. Yes. Yes, they were very comfy. I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to – I'm not lying on that one. They were very comfortable. They were extremely comfortable. And it's making me extremely red. So it is <laughs> <laughs> we got the short shorts. We got the leggings. What else? What else are we gonna pull out on this podcast? This is a this is a very masculine show, isn't it? <laughs> we go from short shorts <laughs> and leggings, and we've worn them. So you know, <laughs> that's how it goes. That's how it is. Um, so no, it, what's again? The 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 Lulu Row lady is is now interested in the Big Llama show. I. I've been debating because um, Mama Llama's watched the entire series. So she's going to do a review when she has time. She's been very busy mm -hmm. with school. Um, what is this? And and tutus? They have tutus? What? <laughs> you got something to tell us? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> is she leaking something right now? I don't know. Mama Llama's coming through with the leaks. <laughs> Explain yourself. What does this mean? <laughs> Explain yourself. It just reads two two question marks. I I, I gotta question that. Uh, <laughs> um, so no, so you know, um, she's gonna do a review on it, and 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 I watched the last the, the last uh, I think episode or so, um, which it was it was completely compelling documentary. Um, what oh what is this talent shows? Oh dear God, oh dear God. So. Listen, if, if, if Mama Lama, if we can find that video, then you have evidence. Other than that, until then, I'm denying anything and everything. So, so there's your clues right there: tutus and talent shows. Is this a reference to what happened uh, last week? Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. The secrets are slowly coming out. So, um, those of you listening to this podcast, go to the last week's podcast. Um, so that you can see where this all started, where these uh, these discussions started, these, these allegations, these allegations. I, I again, I, I deny anything until the evidence is presented before me. So, <laughs> so yeah, no talent shows. Thanks, thanks so much for uh, keeping the secrets. 
Um, so yeah, so, so we're new people, you know, getting connections with people, which is just amazing, just an amazing thing. Um, but one thing I did want to talk about is um, another big announcement, right? We, we keep moving up in the world of podcasts. So now we are on Apple Podcasts. So, you know, if you're a Droid person and you're watching Spotify, you still can listen to us there. If you're an Apple person, you listen to Apple Podcasts. You can now listen to us on Apple Podcasts. We all, our entire uh, Big Llama Showcast is uh, completely available on Apple Podcasts for free. There is no fees to you to uh, for any of our shows on the podcast. Only thing that we ask is that you subscribe to the YouTube channel. That helps us uh, support the channel. Um, there are ways to donate, but again, uh, we just want to get our content out there, get many ears listening to it. And uh, again, Apple Podcasts, that's a big deal, man. I, I, I don't know what you felt about it, but I, I, I was ecstatic when we got that announcement. Yeah, when you sent that message, I was super excited. And even like the reaction to it, I think, I don't know why maybe necessarily people don't listen to podcasts fully on Spotify right now. Right. But I do know like a lot of people that I know personally are listening to it on uh, Apple and I got a good reaction from it. So it was a good feeling. Yeah, I think I think they have a uh, I think they have a wider base for podcasts and yeah. um, they definitely got a bigger reach uh, podcast market. So, um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited that, that we get to, um, you know, transmit the show not only live on YouTube on Twitch, on uh, Facebook, but now on all the different podcasting services. Um, it's just it's just amazing. And, and to me, it goes back to our independent spirit, right? We thought, like back back in the day, you would have had to have connections. You would have to yes. know somebody in an industry to get your foot in the door. Now you can do it yourself. And so yes. we're doing it ourselves. We're putting it out there. Again, It's it, the money is not the issue right here. Right, right now is it's content. Yeah. Um, just trying to get the content out there, trying to get people to hear the Big Llama Show and AD. And then, you know, we're venturing off. So, AD, I know you're doing a lot of streaming. So, yeah, what, I've are, been, what are you working on, man? So, lately, um, I've been trying to figure out mostly where I'm going to take the streaming side of my content. And I've had a lot of talks with people. I mean, I, I love Call of Duty. We've been playing a lot of Call of Duty as, like, the blackout group. Um, but the exposure in Call of Duty is not where necessarily it's not easy. You know what I mean? It's not easy to break, break through that. But we found a game called Splitgate, which is a FPS shooter. It's also it's very new, and um, they're only on season zero right now. They were made by like the developers. It was like ten, I think it's ten forty seven games. The the game was made by five developers, and it got like. This past couple months, I've just been seeing it everywhere growing, like because now it's like crossplay through all platforms, and I've seen like big streamers like streaming it, and then they just announced last week that they have like a hundred million dollars in investments. So, to me, the views are a lot less. There's only like maybe two thousand views at a time streaming on Twitch, mm -hmm. so I feel like the exposure is a little bit there. The gameplay is great for like what I want necessarily because like I could stream Pokemon and be content with that. But when it comes to gaming, shooters are where I'm at. I like the competitive side of it. So this game gives a, a good ranked. So it gives a good, like that competitive side of it. It provides good content. And like me and all my friends are kind of like just destroying in it. So we look at it like, man, they just announced this hundred million dollar investment. They clearly have goals with this game. They clearly can take this game 
I mean, $100 million, like, think about that. Like, whoever's investing in it sees the potential in this game. So I'm just excited to, like, continue streaming. I mean, I streamed 10 hours within – I got off of work at, like, 12 last night. And I've been I've been streaming ever since for the most part. So I, I just see I see a lot of potential in that game. Yeah, and you know me, man. I'm hitting you up every time I see you. Yeah, on, every just, time, just every to time. The channel, yeah. and you know, and and listen, I I'm learning new stuff from you guys and, and the different things. Now, what I'm what I'm loving is the inter- I know you guys are doing the Call of Duty stuff. Um, yeah, I'm loving the the fun interaction in between, and that's why I was like, hey, that guy's talking smack. I, you know, <laughs> I don't yeah. know who's talking. I didn't even know that was that was he was on your team. <laughs> so. It's been it's been fun to watch, and I, I think you know as you get more and more uh, exposure out there, um, you're definitely going to get more people out there watching you and watching uh, the group that you guys have put together because uh, it's very it's, it's very entertaining. So if anybody's out there, you know, looking for uh, a gamer to watch, Blackout AD, what that's that's how, that's your name on Twitch and everything, right? Yes, yeah, the name on everything. All right, so Blackout AD on Twitch. Make sure you guys hit him up. Make sure you guys are looking for his stuff. All right, man. So. Excellent, man. Again, I, I keep seeing you out there. I want to make sure I'm plugging your stuff away too, man. So Yeah, man, we're, we're grinding. I mean, like you said, I think that's the beauty of like what we're doing on Twitch is like the interaction between all my friends. You know what I mean? When we get when we finally get you in there, I think it's going to be the same, like a good dynamic of just funny conversations. We got like good. We're good at the game, but I think our, our ceiling is like our interactions for sure. Listen, man, my, my kill death ratio is amazing. It's like point <laughs> oh, no. What what's the worst p- kill death ratio you can have? Point I, zero. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's probably me. I, I don't I don't have much, uh, and I'm the guy who walks around with a grenade in his hand, <laughs> like constantly just running with grenade. And then when you go to shoot him, I throw the grenade, and you know, so that, I'm that guy. We um, big homie's brother. He played with us during the uh, the pandemic. He never played Call of Duty before, but he loves rocket launchers. Now he wins more Warzone games than me, and I'm like, this guy, this guy elevated his gameplay. So hey, it's not too late for you, Big Llama. <laughs> Let's see, Big Homie writes, Big Llama as a capo in GTA. Oh, that's another thing we're talking about doing, like a GTA series, no camera, just like voicing through a. Oh yeah. Voicing through our like our characters, so that that's another idea we're coming up with. I am down. I am down. I'll do character voices. I'll do whatever, man. Trust we're gonna me. we're gonna start the Big Llama Mafia. <laughs> oh Jesus! Ah, the Big Llama Mafia. That'd be great. That'd be great. Us just running around with you know red and white shirts like little Peruvians. We're, we're, we need to be about this tall though, you know. We're just short dudes. No, oh no. man! All right, so let, let's talk. Look, I think that idea is amazing. I, you know, now that you now you mentioned, I'm excited now. I'm geeked up for it. You guys better do it. So yeah. I'm ready for my close up. <laughs> All right, so some channel changes. So I wanted to talk about um, sort of my. I, I always imagine that the Big Llama Show, or at least the channel, right, that, that we're on YouTube, would be an ongoing sort of change, um, would be sort of, a, a, it would be anything that I wanted to put yeah. out there. Um, and for a little while, I, I took a page from other people's books, right? Yeah. And so um, I tried to chase the big dogs. And not that I'm failing, but I'm getting really, really frustrated. Right? Yeah. And so when I get to that point, I don't want to do it anymore, right? I, or, or I get frustrated and I go, you know what? It's not worth it. And I got frustrated. I got really, really frustrated and said, okay, 
what am I going to do? How am I going to increase? Now, again, it's not about subscriptions. It's not about the number of people watching. It's just, you know, if I do the right things, I'm expecting a certain outcome. I, yeah. I want, you know, if I hit, if I hit the Spider-Man trailer in 30 minutes, I want to be one of the top guys getting, you know, hundreds of thousands of views. It's, I know it doesn't work that way. Yeah. But that's what I've been chasing is these guys who um, do this full time and they're putting out content six times a day and they're getting, you know, 15 to 16,000 views per video every day, you know, and they put out three or four videos. They're making a huge ton of money and it's not about money. It's not about views, but I just wanted to sort of be recognized. So I, I realized I'm chasing these guys who do this for a living and I just wasn't getting anywhere. I was getting frustrated and there's a lot of pressure. Like I put out 22 videos in the last week and a half yeah. of just trailer reactions, movie reviews, you name it. I put it out there. And Easily so, the hardest working llama. I, tr truly, truly. I, I, I would tell you every night I come in here, like, again, I got a full-time job, which is a pretty big job full-time. Yeah. And I come home, wife, kids, make sure everything's taken care of. And then I come down and, and I'm doing this till, you know, one, two o'clock in the morning every night. And it's like, it's eating away, eating away. So yeah. what I decided is I was going to try something a little bit different. Um, I'm still going to do trailer reactions because I enjoy them. I enjoy them and I'm still going to do movie reviews. Yeah. I'm just not going to chase this, you know, the volume that I was chasing before. So that's not going to change. I'll still do the, I'll still do the trailers that I think I'm interested in. I found my niche when I, we talked about this last week. Mm -hmm. I found that um, these obscure trailers that no one's covering that I'm enjoying is getting me a lot of hits. A lot of people are interacting because there's a, there's a market for it. People, you know, everyone covers the Marvel, everyone covers DC, everyone covers these big, big trailers. No one is covering the obscure Hulu documentary. <laughs> yeah. Except for me. And, um, and me and, and I, there's a handful. I, I honestly, don't, there's not a whole lot. Yeah. So I'm getting more hits that way, which is good. But what I decided I'm going to do is we're going to do, full-length movie reactions which i thought was ridiculous and even recording my first one i think it's i i thought it first of all the first so anyway let's let's rewind <laughs> i did a full review I, I i i watched the movie with the camera on my face and i talked through the whole movie which to me is counter to anything i've ever said about me watching movies <laughs> I want complete silence. Don't talk to me. Let me stew in my own thoughts. But what I had to do was just get those thoughts out there. So it was a weird, weird session to sit back here for two hours and watch a movie and then just verbalize everything. And I'm thinking, am I talking too much? Am I talking too little? Yeah. And the one that I decided to do was Field of Dreams because we, you know, that's that's the one that um, I'm famous for not seeing. Yeah. So. Dude, I cried on camera. That was, that was, uh, that was, I, it hit me a little bit harder than I thought it would. Um, and I didn't know what it was about. And, and that was the great, that was the fun part was sitting there asking myself these stupid questions. Like, who's that guy? Why is he doing that? Yeah. <laughs> when are we going to find out this? And, um, so again, the long, the, the long, you know, the lengthy one, the two hour one, I feel a little silly. I'll be honest. I feel a little silly. I put it out there. It's on my Patreon. And only reason it's on my Patreon because I, I you can't put out two hours worth of content on YouTube and 
well, you can, but you can't. And there's if there's copyright, it's a long editing process. So if yeah. it gets a copyright strike or not, it, at least on the Patreon, you can watch it, and I can get uh, some residual from it. So yeah, um, I set it at two dollars, you know, something like that, like two dollars for full access. Yeah. I, I, it's not about again. It's not about the money. It's just about sort of having a, a method in which um, these videos can be seen, and so on and so forth. Uh, yeah, I even saw you. You said the the videos that have gotten copyrighted or copyrighted, you're putting there also. Well, here's 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 my here's what I expect. Right, these videos, these these movie reactions. Now I, I cut a 30 minute version, which will be on YouTube, and I'm going to premiere it tomorrow. Um, it's done. It's edited. It's ready. I just have to put it up and say premiere tomorrow. That's another thing I learned is is a lot of people do these these premieres mm-hmm. when they put their video. Out. I put it out the minute I finish it, thinking, yeah. oh, I need to see a lot of eyes on it. But there's a lot of you know fatigue for the for the subscriber. You know, if every morning you wake up and there's you know 16 alerts yeah. that they just put out three or four new videos. So I'm gonna make it a premiere. So if someone wants to watch it, they can set a reminder. Um, and it will be out tomorrow morning sometime. I, I want to say between eight or nine o'clock in the morning, it will be out. I'm going to set it up tonight and, and let it go out there. So the 30 minute version, the, the, mm. the condensed version has clips. So the first one that I did full length, there's, there's nothing there. There's just me, a timer and the little trailer, um, not trailer, the uh, movie poster. Mm. This one, I incorporate clips and everything. And dude, I got choked up doing my 30 minute one. Like I'm, I'm <laughs> editing the video and I know what part is coming and I'm, I'm sitting there getting choked up doing it. And I'm like, I'm a big, I'm a big wimp. That's what it is, man. Hey, you got, I mean, you're just expressing yourself, you know? And it, that's the, like, to me, that's the beautiful thing about watching films, watching TV, like the feeling you get when you're watching these things. Like if it affects you, you know, it's written well, you know, it's acted well. It, it's just, I mean, that's the experience people are looking for when they watch these movies. It's almost that escapism that people are looking for, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, in the back of my mind, I had this one guy who commented on my Sopranos video. Mm-hmm. He wrote, who the hell wants to hear you talk throughout the entire trailer? <laughs> so in the back of my mind, I'm, I'm hearing his voice like, who the hell wants to hear you talk through this entire movie? And I'm like, wait a second. People watch these things because they want to hear people's comments yeah. and thoughts on it. Um, I respectfully told that guy to go somewhere, but, um, yeah, when you sent me that, I was like, he clearly doesn't understand <laughs> YouTube reviews at all. But you know, what's funny, the good thing, and I think this is when you start, you start getting more exposure. Um, I'm getting more thumbs down <laughs> than yeah. I have before. And so I'm like, okay, okay. There's some haters out there. That's okay. Uh, I don't mind them. Uh, and again, I've, I've engaged with a couple people who weren't that, that nice and, I just simply write back, you know. I think we had the Twitter guy, remember? Yeah, we, <laughs> we ganged up on him. <laughs> Big Llama Mafia, we in here. That's right, we're like the beehive. <laughs> no, but that, you know, that guy, he was just looking for, he was like, he's like internet tough guy. He wanted to say something and then he, he blocked me so I couldn't see his stuff. So, yeah. you know. But again, um, so the channel will change just slightly. Um, same good content, same honest reactions. Um, but we will incorporate the movie watch alongs on the Patreon. And then we're going to have the, the YouTube free edits on there. Um, I think decent stuff. Um, again, that's my first one that I did. Um, and it probably will change the format a little bit. Um, I'm experimenting with, with different things, but, um, 
getting the video to sync up with the voice and everything that's the hardest part i mean the editing takes a long time for this kind of video man it's crazy i mean we're still i mean we talk about this every week we're still we're only 16 episodes into this show you know what i mean you've only put what i mean i say only i mean you put a lot of videos out but in the grand scheme of things you only have 160 videos out or 160 plus you're still very early in what you're doing and it's kind of like what i was talking about with the gaming thing like finding what is going to give you the exposure for the content you're doing because like yeah i could game i could stream 10 hours on cod and maybe get two viewers but if i find a game that i'm just as interested in that i have just as much fun in that all my friends are having fun you you still get that funny banter right. and we're getting five to ten views you know what i mean like then i to me it's a little bit more worth chasing that so that's all i see with that and also going to like the thumbs down thing i mean it's the same thing you're making people feel something whether it's good or bad whether they like it or not they feel something and that I think that's a testament to you and what you're doing. You know what I mean? That to me, those people who are haters, they just, they're, you know what I mean? They, it's not for them. It's not their cup of tea and it's all right. But at least they gave you that interaction. You know what I mean? They, they, they gave you that view. They gave you that thumbs down. They just showed you that, Hey, you know what I mean? Your, your video made me feel something, whether I liked it or not. Right. Right. And that's, and that's, and again, that, that's all I'm, I'm asking is they watch the video. If they have a different opinion, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Uh, I'm not always right. And, I, you know, I'm pretty fair and balanced. I'm pretty honest. But, um, yeah, I'm not always right. And so, you know, there was the one guy on this. There was another guy on Sopranos video was like, because um, I didn't like the, the ending of, of the trailer. And he's like, yeah, that's that's something that's throughout the thing. I go, hey, I can see that, you know. I don't agree, but I can see that. But, you know, yeah. Anyway. So yeah, it, the llama rants is we remember I said the llama rants are back, and so I went on a rant. <laughs> I went on a rant. I did a trailer reaction. I uh, know, uh, no, the official uh, movie review mm-hmm. for Woodstock '99, Peace, Love, and Rage, and I it was essentially a 15 minute llama rant about how terrible this documentary is, and I went in on this one for sure. <laughs> I gotta say, I think I said it. On, well, I didn't say it on the video, but this was definitely my favorite video from you because it showed your you were how opinionated you were on this piece of thing, uh, like this piece of content. And I was like, man, that's the kind of llama I like. Like, you had you you were just shooting at them. Like, I don't like this. I don't like this. Here's my reason for this. And I was like, man, I like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you could praise some things, but if you don't like something, go for it, man. Let let them know why you don't like it. Yeah, man, and, and the, the thing is, it's easier to edit something like that because I'm not thinking of what do I say, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I truly had it on the tip of my tongue exactly what I wanted to say on this one. Um, if you haven't seen it, Lobination, go to the YouTube channel and check out the review. It's very, very interesting. I'll give you a brief snippet. Obviously, I didn't like it. <laughs> Obviously. Um, no, but but no, in, in all seriousness, right? Like... It's one thing, and, and this is this is the gist of what I covered in, in the review. It's one thing to um, show something for its value, right? Mm-hmm. If, if something was atrocious, um, you clearly have to show what that is to sort of get the point across. And I'm, I'm all for that. The problem, again, I had with this particular thing is that, um, first of all, it, 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 it's labeled as music box. It's, a, it's supposed to be about music, and, and there's underlying things that come with music, sex, drugs, rock and roll, a lot of stuff. I get that. But, like, I, I came to it thinking, I'm a kid from the 90s. 
I love these bands that they're about to feature. And then there was this, you know, CD story about sexual assault, which again didn't turn me off from the from the documentary. I said, you know what? I didn't know that. I didn't yeah. know that that's what would happen at the at the festival. Um, let me check it out. And so that was okay with me. I, I was okay with that. It was first you say, hey, look, there's been sexual assaults. They show a couple of things that were a little bit questionable, and that's fine. It shows some naked parts and for dudes, girls, you know, all this kind of – which, again, you have to say this was the climate that they were in. Fine. But after the first time you show that, after the first couple of minutes of that, it is now prevalent. There are just – stuff everywhere i mean just stuff i mean they're showing ladies topless they're showing all kinds of things and i'm like okay if you're saying how bad it was why do you keep showing it that that, yeah. that was my whole point was don't say it's bad and we should look down upon it and then glorify it and then just keep showing it over and over again so that was my whole point in that one that, and that's why it got the lowest rating that i've ever given a, a show um oh look at this man okay let me let me switch this back to this <laughs> Check this out, man. Let's see. Good morning from Scotland. Oh, snap. The frog surgeon. How you doing? The frog surgeon. My my God. Greetings, Scotland. Good morning. Good morning. We're here in the United States of COVID. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it is not morning. It is not morning. It's uh, late night, 10 p.m., 10, almost 10.30 p.m. But the frog surgeon from Scotland, thank you so much. For hitting us up we appreciate you being on i mean that's this is awesome i mean yeah. we're, we're reaching scotland on twitch yep that's dope that is that is awesome so roxer good morning from scotland how you doing welcome to the show i'm i'm you know i'm the big llama i'm from florida ad he's in uh, colorado uh all part of the united states oh look at that he's saying it's all good it's all good man this is awesome man i am now excited about the show like i was always <laughs> excited about the show now i'm even more excited i got i got some uh overseas connections there yeah that's awesome that but yeah awesome. going going to the i didn't watch it obviously but to me it's like from what you were saying it just sounds like they knew what was going to get the clicks you know what i mean they knew glorifying the bad parts of of that concert was going to get more views than if they just talked about the musicians. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, this is what it is. And, you know, and I probably could have forgiven the, you know, just to continue, you know, like, again, okay, so you decided to go in that direction, going to keep showing uh, people's bits all over. And, and again, it was both male and female. So here we are looking at all kinds of people's bits. And I'm like, listen, <laughs> enough is enough. <laughs> I've seen one too many. Thank you so much. But um, I was okay with that. And then they went into like why these guys did it right or they were they were trying to figure out why people were so angry why why the demographic was so angry why um they rioted why they looted why they did this why the sexuals and it was essentially well they were young doing dumb shit and that's about it and that, that's what pissed me off i think took me over the edge which is no you can't just say they were they that's what they did you can't just say that's that's okay because they were angry yeah. like like it was really that that was to me like the the thing that that really got me going and then they they tried to uh equal it a little bit by saying hey did you notice there was only three headlining acts that were female and that was a five minute segment and it was like okay so you know we don't know why and then they just moved on so i i just it was irresponsible i think so 
Ooh, there goes my rant on that one. <laughs> so, no, so, you, so you're saying it's not worth the watch? You know, honestly, if you were looking at it for the music aspect, or if you thought, "Oh, let me check this out," because I really, I really wanted to, you know, I, I was, I was, I wasn't going to go to Woodstock '99, but I wanted to see what it was all about. I know there was a pay per view, so that's why I watched it and severely disappointed. Severely. Yeah. So, yeah, lowest rating on my channel got an F rating. So, no, I do not recommend it at all. Wah 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 wah. Man, the frog surgeon man, he he, he excited me, man. That's. <laughs> he's still there he's all good scotland we're touching scotland man that's awesome man that's crazy that is crazy man that is crazy um all right so a couple of things two things one before we get into the weekend review we start talking about some marvel stuff i want to talk about um and this and i, I don't really, i don't like to bring the channel down or the show down but next week next sunday is the 26th Mm-hmm. And it is my birthday, mm. <laughs> so I will be live here on the channel on my birthday, um, which will be exciting. Which will be exciting. We'll, we'll uh, maybe we can, I can I can convince some people to come in on the channel and uh, and give me some birthday wishes on the channel. So. <laughs> We're gonna have to get you like a little uh, cupcake with a llama on it and a candle. Right, right. right. So, um, right. <laughs> So yeah, next week, next week uh, is truly a big llama Sunday. It is my birthday, and so I'm excited about that. Um, but as part of that, and the reason I said I don't want to weigh this down. Uh, oh, look at this. Mine's is the 26th of October. I will be 49. Wow. Okay. Nice. 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 The fo- October baby's there. Yeah. No. No. I mean, my son's in October. My youngest son. So, right there. I mean, 49. We're we're close. We're close in age. We're we're not that far away. Um, no, the reason I said I want to bring the channel down, I, I just want to do like a little PSA, right? Um, honestly, for us guys in our 40s, we're getting up there, um, especially, hold on, hold on, let me see, hold on. I don't want to hit the big 5-0. <laughs> no, no, we do not. We do not. Trust me. You want to take in those 40s as long as you can. AD, you're in your 20s, right? Yeah, late 20s. Frog Surgeon, he's 20. He's 20-something, man. <laughs> I'm in my 40s. He's 20-something. So, you know, somewhere in between, we're going to have to meet. But, yeah, no, for, uh, yeah, don't want to hit the big 5-0. Um, no, PSA, honestly, because, um, I, I, you know, I had a, um, a co-worker of mine who got really sick and had some heart issues. And I said, you know what? I haven't been, uh, I haven't been to the doctor in some time. And I, I decided because that person got, got ill, they said, you know what? I don't want that to happen to me. So I went and got checked out and um, I got some, I got some complications, got some issues. So it's not anything serious and at least not right now, but I would say anybody watching, like if you're getting in your forties, actually, if you've got insurance, go to the freaking doctor, like, you know, go get yourself checked out. That's all. That's just one of PSA to do that. Because again, sometimes people um, think that they are fine, right? They feel fine. Like, again, I feel fine. I think everything is great. And I go over there and they're like, mm, this is elevated. This is elevated. You might want to check this out. And so now I've got to do some tests and some things, and which is fine, which is fine. You know, it's part of being old, um, part of getting older. But again, if people are out there and you're listening to this, please, please make sure that you at least go get checked out. Um, go to the doctor, do the routine annual physicals and follow up. So that's only my PSA, man. That's all. Yeah. I mean, even at my age, at this point, like seeing – 
people around us or like around me and like getting older, you know what I mean? And then you got the pandemic and like the ramifications of that. It it's something I definitely like at the beginning of the year, I was, I was kind of like overweight. I was overweight, not kind of, I was overweight and I haven't gone to the doctor since, but that's something that has been heavily on my mind. Like, man, you just need to like, just make sure because you don't want to get surprised, you know, like surprised with something like, even like when I went, um, it was a couple years ago, probably like two, three years ago, I moved back to Florida after like college baseball stuff. Mm -hmm. And I had kidney stones. And like, like I said, I never went to the doctors or nothing. And like one day it was just like, it was hurting. And I was like, what the hell's going on with me? Went to the doctors, found out I had kidney stones. And that was like a big factor of like, hey, you need to lose weight. You need to like get healthy. So, I mean, I think that's a good message because yeah. you never know. You right. know what I mean? You never you know. know what's under, what's underlying. You know, hopefully everyone's healthy. Hopefully everyone yeah. goes to the doctor and they say everything is fine. Um, but like I said, I, I now have to follow up. I have. You know, the big llama has to be a little bit more of a, the svelte llama, a little bit, uh, a little lesser big, you know, and that's okay. And I, I've known that for a couple of years now that uh, I'm not in the best shape that I could be, and that's fine, and that's fine. So, um, all right, let's see. We got the frog surgeon. Man, the frog surgeon's coming in strong. Here we go. He says, I was a teenager in the 80s, and it was the best era ever. No technology like today, and I was glad of that. You know what, man? I, I I will tell you this, man. I I do miss. Now I I was a teen, not teen. Um, I was a kid in the '80s. And I was a teen in the '90s. Yeah, I do kind of miss that not having all the technology like today. Like I know I'm addicted to my phone. Yeah. So I I know that I look at my phone way too much, and I'm on it way too much. Um, both for work and for this show. And I was about to work. say, it's probably more so now that you have like a YouTube channel and you're like constantly looking for things to review, things to just keep up with. Uh, keep up with. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I, I honestly, and it's, I, I saw a video somebody posted that said, you know, checking your YouTube likes or checking your social media feeds is a form. I think it's like, like, uh, like a dopamine, right? Like, like, yeah. You, if if you get likes and you get um, something new happening on your channel, it gives you a rush, a sensation. Yeah. But if you don't, it's it's a it's a downer. Like you're, poof. and I felt that. I you know on some days where I get you know three or four new subscribers, all of a sudden I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm feeling up, I'm hot. But then I check it like two hours later, the subscribers haven't changed, and I'm like, oh, oh that sucks. And and it, it, but it's it's an addiction, man. I, I honestly I I can say I'm addicted to my phone. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, I, I loved it back then because there was, there was a little bit, it's, you know, it's funny. It's, it's good and bad, right? Like you can't say everything back in the eighties was the greatest, right? Or the nineties. There were some things that we definitely could have used from today. Um, like high, faster internet speeds and, and yeah. that type of stuff. But, um, you know, I miss that stuff. I miss like, like, again, so you're gaming with your buddies, right? You're, you're mm -hmm. on, we're doing it for content and we're, we are having a good time, but I do miss going to the friend's house yeah. and like, you know, bringing the video games with me or bringing my console with me and just having a night of it, you know, blockbuster, go pick up some film videos and, you know, watch three or four videos and that, you know, I'm up until two, three in the morning. So it was, it, it was a simpler time, I guess for some, but you know, I mean, some of my best memories growing up was just me and my boys. We're outside playing catch, 
like throwing the baseball around. We we used to have a dock in the back of Big Homie's house. We all used to just hang out on the dock and just enjoy our time, like face to face contact. I mean, now we still have that with the gaming in in terms of like the camaraderie and hanging out, but like it's not the same. It, it's definitely not the same. Right, right. It, it, I mean, group chats, group chats, are in, and group texts are like the thing, and and we and we cut up in them. I know I I've got a couple of yep. group, group texts I'm in. And I'm cutting up all the time, and it's fun, but it's kind of not the same. I mean, again, I'm older, and I've got different different reasons for friends, but um, it's just it, it was a simpler time. So, Frog Surgeon, thank you for that. That's uh, it's almost topic. like it's almost like the the internet brought us closer. Ultimate frisbee days, yeah, those were the days, man. Those were the days. But it almost feels like the internet's brought the world closer but also made us a lot further from from a uh, actual human touch human interaction you know what i mean like yeah. mo- like even uh, like there's times when i'm outside like i, I go eat a lot by myself just cuz i'm single you know <laughs> no but i go eat <laughs> i go eat a lot by myself and i mean 90% of the time that i'm just sitting there eating I'm on my phone and you know what I mean? I'm not even like worried about what's around me. I'm just on whatever I'm doing. You know what I mean? I'm just there to eat. I'm checking, you know, YouTube, checking Twitter, checking all like whatever video I posted that week. And I'm not necessarily connected with the world. I'm just on my phone. So it's like in a weird way, it brings us closer, but it's also bringing us further apart. Yeah. No, I mean, there's, there's access to people and I, and there's people that are from high school that I've, I've kept in contact with over the years. I haven't seen them in 25 years, Yeah, but I've talked to them almost regularly for the last, you know, 10 years or however long, you know, Facebook has been around. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it, I mean, it's a fascinating subject for sure. And um, one that we could probably explore even, even further detail with other people. And I, I would imagine if you grabbed some younger folks, and some older folks, and we sort of talked about it, every single one of them would tell you the same issue, right? Yeah. We're all connected. We're all part of this now, you know, sort of huge world. Um, but it's all, it's all, I I think it's all not fake, but it's all just not, it's superficial, right? It's not, yeah. it's not meaningful contacts and there is no consequence. So like, for example, I, you and I are talking online here and that's it, Right. I can leave any moment I want and walk out the door. Right. And it's not going to, you know, I don't have to deal with you after this, but, and that's what I'm saying. Like when it was friends and and guys you hung out with, if something went sideways, you had to deal with that person. You had to see them every day. And so there is a disconnection there. So for sure. So yeah, ultimate Frisbee days from the big homie. That's what he's telling you there. Hey, those were the days, man. There used to be like 15 of us just, Random soccer field playing ultimate frisbee. This is like right after we graduated too. It wasn't even like during high school. It was like after we graduated. That was our way to like stay connected with each other. I think that was like honestly. Now that I think about it, that was like our last like couple summers where we were all like still around before everybody started moving separate ways and like actually growing up. Yeah, it's funny that you don't realize when that last day was, right? No. Nobody know. Nobody knows when that last day was when you were with your friends or. I don't even remember it either, except for I graduated high school and then there was a couple of parties and then it all went away. Yeah. It all went away. I, my, my life after high school has been just steamrolling these last 20 some odd years. So interesting, interesting stuff. So again, Frog Surgeon, thanks for the topic there. 
Um, let's get into the week that was the week in review. Let's do it. Let's get into it and let's start with the great show, the Marvel Studios What If, the show that is shocking me on a weekly basis. Um, I think we didn't talk about the Doctor Strange episode. No, that was the one that that was uh, three weeks ago, and you know I, I'm watching this this show and I'm I'm shocked at first of all how it keeps my attention. Mm-hmm. It's a 20 minute show. It feels like it's an hour long. Like the, I I want it to be more, and then it just ends. And the way that these shows are ending, it doesn't end well. Yeah, so we're gonna talk spoilers for anyone who's on there who hasn't seen the show. Or seen any of the episodes, we're going to get into spoilers. Uh, so please make sure that you've seen the show. So the Doctor Strange episode was, I, I thought, was fascinating. I mean, but dark as hell. <laughs> I mean, ever since the the last episode we did talk about where the Avengers all died. Right, right. Like, ever since that episode, they've been getting progressively darker and darker. I To me, this, this episode was probably the darkest. I didn't see the zombie episode. Not when you showed that that picture, I was like, "Damn, I haven't seen the zombie episode." <laughs> but with the Doctor Strange episode, I mean, it showed. I mean, all the all these what if series are basically kind of like the story we know, but they give you like a different turn. Like you know, what I mean, instead of him going left, he went right, and this one showed like how powerful Strange is. Right, right. But it also showed like how Strange could potentially be very uh i don't want to say evil but he could take a turn to the dark side if you know what i mean like if this was a and there's a lot of uh speculation of like this show carrying into like the mcu movies and then they're saying like this strange they call i guess they call him strange supreme but they're saying he might show up and be like the mephisto type character that everybody was talking about before yeah that he might show up like in the actual MCU and be that be like that. So if they go that route, then we're in for a very dark, dark MCU. This at least this next phase. Yeah, and and honestly, I didn't know how powerful. Now, obviously, from the comic books, people do know how powerful he is. But I think it does a great job of illustrating for Doctor Strange in this episode how powerful he really can be. Why he's called the Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah. Right. I mean, he took on beings and sucked him in as, as part of his life force yeah. i mean he just kept gaining powers and i mean it's just insane and then he, he killed the universe i mean yeah and he was and the the dark and the sad part of it was it was all because he lost his loved one and yeah. he just wanted her back and bringing that that to that point they gave us a new term which they haven't talked about at all i mean loki kind of opened up the multiverse but in this this episode, they were like, uh, his girl dying was an absolute point right. in the in the timeline, and they haven't really mentioned that. So like n- now, I'm kind of curious of like when you look back at like the MCU, like uh, even it, I, I guess Endgame, where he tells you like there's only one way we win this, and I, I, to me that's like an absolute point. So they kind of gave us a name for that. Yeah, yeah, and 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 it was it was just a now. What it does a good job of, and again, I don't know if they did it on purpose. I'm sure they did it on purpose, but you watch Loki and you get introduced to these timeline points and how important um, Nexus events are, right? Before that, we didn't know what a Nexus event is. Uh, What Nexus events are and and how they change the timeline. And for this 
for this this particular episode, you clearly know that her death. Um, I forgot her name. Um, the Natalie Portman character. I don't know her name. Either. Right, right. We know that for sure that that has to happen. Now, yeah. I was in the same boat. Like the first two times that it happened, I'm like, oh, don't don't drive the car, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> like uh, take a different, you know, stay home, you know. And then she just kept dying all kinds of different ways, and that. That was the part, and again, this is bold for Disney. Like yeah. this is a Disney Plus series. It's a cartoon. I'm surprised there's not more parent groups like up in arms about the the, the shit that they're pulling because it's like, like dear God, like they, they are really exploring dark themes. Yeah, I mean, death and, and like almost like what was it? The uh, Final Destination, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's essentially what it was. You can't cheat death. You can't beat it. And um, and then he kills the universe in trying to get get these powers. And it, it, I mean, again, I, I was I was shocked and how 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 dark it got. And, and I think it that dark. The most shocking thing is that it's a cartoon, right? Because we, to me, when I first saw the What If series, I thought it was going to be just a fun take on different scenarios in in the universe. But like like we said. It, Every episode seems to be getting darker. And to me, it also seems like they're connecting these storylines. So we'll get like a payoff probably the last couple episodes. But every episode is getting darker and darker. I mean, him weeping at the end of it, just yeah. saying, please, like, that was that was like a chilling ending. I was like, damn, like, they're really going to end it like this? Right, right. And it went fade to black, and that was it. Yeah. It was over. I was yeah. like, damn. And then he talked to the Watcher. And that's how I knew he was powerful. Yeah. That him and the Watcher were having a little conversation. That That... That hasn't been done. Yeah. Have you noticed every episode the Watcher like gets more visible? Yeah. Yeah. He's, like he's he's a little bit more clear. Yeah. He's he's a little bit more pronounced in each of the like it starts him as a, as he's like a distant distant image and I think this last episode he's like right there. He's like right there. You can see like the color of like his clothes and stuff. I was like, yeah. damn. Yeah. No. I I I think the show was great. I think yeah. I just it just it wasn't what I was expecting. And, and yeah. like you were saying, I was expecting. Um, for it to be a little bit more fun, and they spoon fed us the first couple episodes where it was just like they set the us Peggy, up the, the Peggy Carter thing. Then you see uh, T'Challa becoming Star Lord. Right. Yeah, and it's like just fun, different iterations of that timeline. And then they start getting dark when they kill the the, the Avengers. Like that's when we should have known. Like, oh, they're not playing with us. <laughs> they, they're not playing with us. They set us up, man. They they set us up big time because I was like. Oh, that's fun. Look at T'Challa. Oh, look at, look at Peggy Carter. Look at you. And all of a sudden, like, Avengers dead. And I'm like, oh, my oh, God. Hey. <laughs> oh, And I was thinking, oh, okay, maybe, maybe they're going to reverse time. <laughs> maybe they're going to do something to bring them all back. Mm. No, they're dead. They're in a coffin. They're dead. <laughs> <laughs> and then this episode hits. And I know you haven't seen it, but no. I, I won't spoil the, the ending. But I was so shocked because <laughs> I wasn't sure um what i was watching in the first couple of minutes yeah because it looked just like um the beginning of infinity war where you know the you know come to the children of thanos like all this all that stuff is happening yeah and oh my god <laughs> these guys show up and they're they're superheroes as zombies eating other people like like they're tearing stuff up you see like entrails i'm like this is a kid show yeah they're I mean, clearly, I mean, the, it doesn't it feel like Marvel. I mean, even uh, the Multiverse of Madness, the Doctor Strange movie, like they're they're slating that to be like the first 
Marvel horror film. So it seems like Marvel's really trying to change the tone of like what they're going with with this next phase. Well, you know what's happening, and this is a smart move, is they've got um, an aging audience, mm-hmm. right? I think, what, they've been around now, what, 12, 13 years now? Yeah, around there. Um, they have, you know, kids who have grown up in the last 10 years watching the first Iron Man. Now they're 20 years old, 22. They're going to want more adult-type themes. Mm-hmm. And so this isn't a bad move for them, Um now they have properties that are a little bit more risque with Deadpool. Um, you know, the X-Men can be, you know, if depending on what version they, they decide to, to put out there. But it's not a bad move for an aging audience because that's what tends to happen with a lot of audiences is that they grow up and then they move past the, the, the material. And so it becomes their kids' stuff or the next generation's thing. And then they're not as into it as, as you know, like, like for example, the Harry Potter thing. Yeah. Right. Harry Potter was huge because it was on for eight to ten years. The kids grew up with it, but after there's no shelf life for it. Like, it it quickly died off. Yeah. And and now you have Fantastic Beasts who they can't find a leg to stand on. So that movie series is crap. It's complete crap. I've fallen asleep <laughs> through both movies. <laughs> Honestly, with, haven't even tried to watch them. And I'm a fan of the Harry Potter series. I was like, yeah, yeah you could keep that. I, I was in, I was excited for the first one because I liked the actor and I like I really did like it. I just like midway through, I was like, uh, I'm zoning, I'm zoning, zoning out. I can't do this anymore. I can't, I can't take this. And then the second movie, for sure, for sure. Uh, okay, oh, here we go. <laughs> Watch how you speak of Harry Potter. This guy loves Harry <laughs> Potter, bro. They've got a whole park keeping them alive. Yes, no, no. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying, <laughs> big homie, please hear me out. I love Harry Potter. I have the eight disc collection Blu-ray. I have the whole collection. I love the movies. I just think that beyond the 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 reach of those kids, there's not much more for them. But yes, there is a park. But who goes to those parks? Adults. And they're bringing yeah. their kids. And they're there for the butterbeer. And they're, they're there for the butterbeer. And that's what I'm there for. Frozen butterbeer. Let's, let's see, big homie. The B stuff comes down to investing in, in the actors. Yes. Yes. I, Wasn't I, Johnny Depp a part of it? Johnny Depp was the main villain, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it, it's the thing about Harry Potter is you grew up with him. Yeah. Right? You saw him as a child. You're invested. You, it takes eight movies to, to tell his story. And I think what would have helped the Fantastic Beast is to have some link. And I know there was with um, um, Dumbledore. I think it was um, Jude Law was Dumbledore, which was great. And see, and that's the thing. I I'm, I want to love it. I want to love it. But no, I, I just can't get into it. I don't know, man. It's like, it's like what's that movie? Uh, Total Recall. You know, I've never, maybe I should do it on the show. I've <laughs> never watched Total Recall from beginning to end, the original Arnold Schwarzenegger one. I've all, I always fell asleep after the, the big woman <laughs> thing, and then the, like she comes out of the woman, and that, that's it. <laughs> He's like, this is where I go to bed. <laughs> you know, there are, <laughs> there are movies like that that I used to go to sleep to. Did, did you have that? Like, you, you would watch and be like, all right, time for bed. Let me just put this movie on. <laughs> There's shows. Like, yeah. Vampire Diaries. I love the Vampire Diaries, but when I want to go to sleep, I put the Vampire Diaries on and I just let it run and I just knock out because I already know what's going on. I'm just going to sleep. Movies wise, I'm not. I'm gonna tell you mine, but you're gonna laugh. 
I don't, there's not a movie that comes to mind where I'm like, I instantly fell asleep. But there's been times, like, don't get me wrong, there's been times where I've gone to the theaters and, like, movie's not interesting, and I just knock out. Yeah, no. Damn, so, trying to I think. have I have two movies, while you're thinking. I have two movies that, and now I had the VHS, so mind you, this is Young Llama. This is not me now. <laughs> Actually, if I watch them now, I'm, I hopefully I won't fall asleep. <laughs> um, there's the Brendan Fraser... George of the Jungle. Oh man, that's a classic. <laughs> it's a classic. I love the movie. I've seen the movie. I honestly, I'm not even kidding. I've probably seen the movie 10 to 15 times. I love the movie, but I had the VHS. And so what I would do is I'd pop in the VHS and I'd just turn it on. And be, like right after the first 10 minutes, I'm out. I'm out cold. I'm out. Let's see. Oh, let's see. Big homie here. I knocked out during the dark night. In the oh my God. Oh. <laughs> That boy dropped a bomb. <laughs> that is bold, big homie. That is bold. He said he knocked out during the dark night in theaters. Oh, that is that's that's significant right there. That's major shade on that movie, man. That is I hope amazing. you were just tired because that's a cult classic. Oh my god, that movie! Like, listen, no, no. All right, okay. Peter Heath Ledger. You didn't even give him respect. <laughs> R.I.P. to he, he was he was out cold. Look, I guess he knocked out. Hey, don't go to that midnight showing anymore. Big homie. <laughs> That's probably what it was. Exactly. <laughs> oh, oh, he, he's got an explanation. Definitely. <laughs> okay. Okay. Definitely hey, tipsy. All that right. Sense. Listen, I'm I'm okay with that. If I'm being all right, well, since he said that, if I'm being honest, <laughs> my first movie experience. In the past couple years, was Shang Chi. I had a couple drinks before Shang Chi. Not gonna lie, when (laughs) spoiler, not gonna lie, when they talked about his mom dying, I was sleeping. (laughs) I was, I was sleeping. I missed the whole backstory of his mom dying. Was like, I woke up and was like, wait, they explained it. I I think I watched a new Rockstar video and they like showed a clip. I was like, I don't, I don't remember that at all. There was there was dancing. That's why there was slow rhythmic <laughs> dancing. Oh, they, they they put me to sleep with their their fancy moves. Oh man! Oh, so listen, both of you, big homie <laughs> and AD, you got you got some splain to do, man. Jeez. Oh yeah, don't drink and watch movies. That's not that's not a uh, it's not a good combo. Actually, if I drank and watched movies. Yeah, I'd be out cold before the credits roll. <laughs> before before the opening scene, I'd be it'd be like, "Welcome to the IMAX." Right thing. after the popcorn finishes, <laughs> that's it, man. I'd be done. I'd be done. Oh dear God, <laughs> that's pretty good, man. That's funny. Yeah. So so George's Jungle was mine, and Dracula Dead and Loving It, the uh, the spoof. It's a spoof movie. Um, I t- I put it on and watch it within twenty minutes. I'm <laughs> VHS tapes. These were all VHS tapes. And I'd wake up in the morning, the VHS would be ejected out and sitting on there, and I'd have the the uh, static on my screen. Oh, oh my God. Man. The Dark Knight. That's a major shade right there. <laughs> that was a bomb. I didn't, even, I didn't even know that, dude. <laughs> it's, a, it's a new side of Big Homie that you yeah, see. Yeah, I was like, wow. This guy doesn't I, respect cinema. No, no. But but again, my, listen. My, my mom fell asleep at Batman eighty nine. Oh yeah, yeah. You did tell, <laughs> I, I tell us that, that story. You did, you did tell us that. But Mama Llama fell asleep at Attack of the Clones. Uh, <laughs> Star Wars Attack of the Clones. 
But that was because it was a midnight showing. We were I was going to say, that, well, if it was a midnight showing, and those movies are long as hell, so yeah, it kind of makes sense. If you remember Attack of the Clones, it's the one with the love story and the sweeping music, <laughs> and they're, you know, playing on the... Batman. Yeah, I love you. I hate sand, sand, you know. But you hear that music, and it's like, uh, you're done, you're done. <laughs> so, yeah, we've all. I think we've all had that moment where we, we've either fallen asleep or... Um, or not at all, or something like that. But uh, now, me as now as an old man sitting out on my couch, if I'm not into the movie, I'm out cold. I'm done. Like, like it's got to hold my attention, and or else I'm done. Or if I'm doing it for a show, for the show prep, <laughs> show prep or movie wide review. Awake. He's wide awake. I'm wide awake because I'm like taking notes. I'm. I'm Llama watching. doesn't sleep on a job. No, I can't. You know what I saw. I think you I, you might have seen it, but the dude that was live streaming the Drake album. Oh yeah, <laughs> like that is the most embarrassing thing you could possibly do. And now you gotta out. understand. You gotta understand. He was off the henny. He was off the henny, <laughs> and he does that multiple times. It's not just the Drake review. He's falling <laughs> asleep on stream multiple times, so it's part of his mo. And I honestly, I thought it was funny. I was like. Because I literally tuned in when the Drake album, that was like literally, I listened to the Drake album on my way home for work, got home, and I was like, I know Academics is streaming right now. And literally, I, literally live, I go on, and he's knocked, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> All right. That boy had a little bit too much Henny tonight. But I love I love how they spliced his intro, <laughs> right? They're like, Drake, it's fire. It's better than Kanye. <laughs> da, da, da. Like, he's going off, and then like, <laughs> he's, there, he's just sleeping, man. I'm like, oh my god! That, you I know mean, what that, made me mad about that too? He still had like thirty thousand viewers. <laughs> <laughs> that man was hitting thirty thousand viewers. Not we're we're over here like busting ass trying to get viewers on here. He's got thirty thousand. He's sleeping. sleeping. Maybe we should take a nap on the air for <laughs> ten o'clock. Comes we should just be asleep at the thing. See how many people tune in. <laughs> we're both tucked in into our own beds. <laughs> Oh my god! You know what I saw too on because uh, I've been on TikTok a lot too. Yeah, I mean people just ridiculously go live and they're like they don't even know what they're doing. They're just live, and um, this one this one girl fell asleep. She was she had the phone right here and she was out cold. <laughs> and there were these dudes trying to hit her up for for info. They're like, "Hey girl, what's up?" Throwing like doing the little flower thing. I'm like, "What are you doing?" This girl's not. asleep. This girl's asleep. Those are the guys you got to watch out for in Woodstock 99. <laughs> exactly. They were at Woodstock 99. Yeah, those guys were wild. Wild oh boys. My God. <laughs> oh, dear God. So, yeah, big homie tipsy there. No, that, that's that, I'm shocked. I am shocked. Um, so, yeah, getting back to <laughs> <laughs> what if. Um, yeah, again, the episode was good. I, I, I think you would enjoy it, AD. Just check it out. It's... um. It's pretty interesting how the whole zombie show, but it does end very dark, yeah. just like the other episodes. And then um, I think the latest episode was uh, Killmonger, right? You know, which I thought Killmonger was going to be turned into a hero. And then I thought, oh, wait a second, the stuff with his dad still happened. Yeah. So that to me was amazing. That I was- mean, it was an easy tell because the right. watcher said. Um, what was his exact words? I believe it was like, no matter no matter the circumstances, a villain, a villain still. Oh no no no, he saved Tony Stark, so Tony Stark doesn't become Iron Man. 
Right. And he's like, we lose a hero, but a villain still rises. So that was a telling sign. I was like, oh, well, this is not going to go the way I thought it was initially. Because, like I said, I thought this was their way of giving Michael B. Jordan, like, his uh, good guy role in the, in the MCU. And um, it was definitely not the good guy role. No, I, no. And poor Ulysses Claw gets gets it again. <laughs> I do can't get absolute point. It's an absolute point. That's it, man. Ulysses Claw <laughs> has to die. Yep. But I think what was funny is that because of Iron Man not being around, so many little things like Ulysses Claw doesn't lose an arm, mm-hmm. right? And you know, there's a lot of little things if you watch that episode again that didn't happen that you go, oh, that's why because he's here, so on and so forth. Um, even um. Just Tony Stark as a character, like we see what Tony Stark becomes without becoming like I mean, obviously when he dies in Endgame, he's a changed man. He's not the same rich playboy, uh, for lack of better terms, dickhead. Right. He's just you know what I mean. Like he actually becomes a complete human in a lot of ways. But with this, you see him continue that role that he was in the first Iron Man, and he just never grows past that. Right, his, he doesn't have the big arc. He doesn't have the change. He's now he's still he's that guy on steroids because now he's he does what he wants with his money. He's got mm-hmm. Killmonger as his you know uh, as his security, and um, I, I mean that was crazy. He killed he killed Rhodey, right? He yeah, killed him. Killed uh, Stark. Who I was else? just like I was like damn. And I mean he, T'Challa. He killed T'Challa. Right, to kill T'Challa, which was like. Honestly, my first thought was like, "Damn, they're really gonna, they're gonna kill him." <laughs> Wait, like, <laughs> they're, I, they're I, gonna kill him. My son was like, "No, nah, they just knocked him out." I go, "Nah, he's dead." Nah, he's and, dead. And then, the, then they showed the coffin, and I'm like, "Oh man, that's it." These poor kids, man, watching Disney Plus, they're watching T'Challa. Like, oh, they go T'Challa. Yeah. Oh, he's dead. <laughs> Some kids are growing up these days. <laughs> I thought the most powerful scene though was. Because, I mean, he he made it very clear, like, it honestly threw me for a loop because the whole premise of it was basically he created, he had Tony Stark create a vibranium robot that basically was becoming, it was going to be the replacement for, like, soldiers. And he destroyed all the, I thought it was like he was going to take over Wakanda using those things. And, nah, he was like, I want something bigger. And, And it didn't click when he said that. Until after they got into the war, he really just wanted the Black uh, Black Panther powers. But I thought the most compelling scene was at the end when he sees T'Challa in that, like uh, I guess, like the heaven for them. Like oh, where yeah. T'Challa seen his father, he sees T'Challa. And like I thought that was the most powerful part because it was like T'Challa was like, he's like, at what cost did you do this? He's like, yeah, you might feel good now, but it's going to affect you in the long run. And I think that's where, the uh, again, it, it, the show shows it's, it's tying up for a bigger purpose. It's not just separated stories. I guess they're they're coming together with like one arc that's gonna. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, it's hard not to think that this is gonna affect the MCU in some kind of way. Well, it, it's a time. I I think it's a timeline that can happen, right? Or that they yeah. can revisit. They say, okay, remember the what if? What if continues, right? Like like here here's uh, Killmonger as the Black Panther, which is a great. A great way to bring him back in. Now, under those, under those, uh, those circumstances, no. Like you know, the way he got the, the Black Panther power, um, he definitely manipulated everybody into it. Um, but there's no doubt in the Wakandans' minds 
that he is the Black Panther. So that's yeah. that's what starts the conflict, Wakanda versus everybody else, um, because he he he's lit that that fuse. And he didn't he didn't betray them, no. at all. No. Well, so I mean, like he he, he, he has them on his son. Yeah. Right. And that's the thing. He, he and that's what I'm saying. Like they are now loyal to him, except for Shuri, who at the end goes to to see Pepper. Yeah. Uh, to let her know, hey, I know what happened. Yeah. You know? But yeah, no, that, that again, the, the show is phenomenal. I think um, just not what you expect, and that's great. Yeah. That's great because it, it easily could have been a throwaway show. Um, but it's making people think. It's making people, you know, look at these characters differently. And then it is a glimpse into what the comic book people have already been uh, aware of, which is that there are very different kinds of characters out there. All have different e- either evil arcs or um, you know different timelines, and so I think it's I think it's a nod to the comic book guys. Yeah. So actually, before we segue to the next one, I do want to talk about my comics that I got. I oh, you got them? I got them. I got oh, them. Oh, sweet. So, so I'm going to give a preview here because I did an unboxing. I, I have an unboxing video coming. Look at that. Nice. First, first channel, you know, exclusive unboxing, but. Um, Caps on Comics, which is uh, Caps is the guy's name, um, won this on one of his YouTube channels, and uh, he gave me a signed copy of this one, the crossover. Um, it says here signed and verified, so I have a little signature on there, and I got a certificate back here, and I tell a very sad story. So here's what I'm gonna t- I'm tease anybody who's watching this. You have to watch the unboxing so you hear the very sad story about my comic book collection. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I hadn't collect comics for, for a good reason and it'll be on that video. So see, look at that. Just, I recorded the video. I just got to release it. That's all. <laughs> hey, we're ready. You know, I'm always, I get the notifications when you drop it. I'm like, let me, let me go check this out real quick. So I'm excited to see that. Yeah. That's dope about- that you got the comics though. Yeah, no, it was my first. It was cool. I knew there were comics because he said that I'm sending you comics, but um, it was cool. Like it was one of those unboxings that you know I was like, oh, let me check it out, and I didn't cut the camera or anything. I just went straight to you know opening it up, and I showed the stuff. I'm like, here's what I got, and then I, I need help though because I haven't been in the comic book game in quite some time. Yeah. So I'm asking the lamination or whoever watches the video, like, hey, help me out. Like, are these worth anything? Are these, is this any good? Like, and should I read this one or should I? And I was like, there's a couple old looking ones in there. Yeah. And I'm like, should I open it? And should I read it? Like, can I? Like, am I going to ruin it? I should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a maybe should I, you know, that type of thing. I've, uh, I got, I guess it's kind of, it's not sad, but I do have a comic book story as to why I don't collect and a part of me wants to collect. So like my, my father died when I was like seven, he had a huge comic book collection and like, he's the reason I love Marvel. And I think I'm probably like, even now to this day, I'm still like so connected to these characters because like he used to take me to KB toys. I don't know if you remember that, but like he used to take me to KB toys and we used to get like, like big size figures of like every Marvel character. I had like four different Spider-Man suits. Like that's how I learned all my lore through like these toys. He would tell me like, their story arc and stuff. And um, when he died, my mom put all the comic books in like uh, a storage. And then like a couple years later, I literally all my toys, all the comic books, I thought I was going to keep them. Like in my head, I was like, when I grow old, I'm going to have these collection. And then I remember I asked her like probably like five years later, like, hey, whatever happened to those comic books? Oh, yeah, I, I, I let that storage go. I'm like, 
Bro, <laughs> I had a whole comic collection, bro. All my toys, oh, literally every man. action figure that I would, I would probably still have, probably like in the background to this day. I'm like, damn. <laughs> so like, I've always been jaded about collecting them because I'm like, ah, it's so much history I lost. So, so you and I have a similar story. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, and I don't want to laugh at your story, laugh at your pain, but man, that sucks. Yeah. That sucks. I think about time. them more time, more than I should. <laughs> oh man! And you know what's funny? And I'll, I'll just reveal this one last thing on from the from the video coming up. I said um, I have one one comic that I was so like I, I love so much that I kept it in the plastic, whatever. I did a search, a look up for it. It's worth like two hundred and eighty dollars now. Damn! <laughs> I was like, damn! It was my favorite <laughs> comic, and now it was worth some money. I could have cashed it in. <laughs> but um, anyway, anyway, so let's segue over to still in comic book world to Venom. Let there be carnage. So I know that the industry people and reviewers and critics have been have seen the first screening of this. Yeah. And the reviews are good. Yeah. The reviews are very good. Um, even some question the runtime. Right. I think it's literally about it hour and a half like hour and 35 140 hour and 40 max um which they say is you know perfect pacing and timing for this particular movie so i don't know what you think man that the the reviews seem positive Uh, i'm not on the fence i'm gonna go see it but i'm 100 i don't understand why venom has his butt cheeks on this pole (laughs) but i am excited to see this movie and I mean, I said it before. Uh, as soon as they had the screening, there was leaks of what the post-credit scene was, and kind of like pretty much what the movie was about. I haven't seen like full leaks on like the whole movie in general. I just know exactly what the post-credit scene, and I think this movie has big implications to not only Venom and their Spider Verse because uh, Sony did name it the Spider Verse recently. Right, like that's their new thing. Um. It, it, it not only has implications for Venom and, and that universe, but I'm thinking Tom Holland, Spider-Man, and the MCU Spider-Man. I think, I guess, theory-wise, theory I think they're going to find a way to reboot the MCU Spider-Man and bring Tom Holland over to this universe. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I mean, he. he it seems silly that a young Tom Holland would be faced up against a Venom Right or I don't know. He, he's it seems like he's outmatched. Yeah. Um. And the way that they have Venom right now, um, he's a good guy, right? Or mm-hmm. he's he's the anti-hero. So you've got you've got a couple of challenges. Uh. Oh, let's see here. Big homie chimes in. Why is it PG thirteen? Still hype. Okay. Well. well go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was no, gonna no, say. You, you, you. No, you, I was gonna say it's PG thirteen just because they wanna um. They want to get the bigger audience, I think. And like to Lama's point, he's not a villain right now, so there's no need for the R rating. Like I think if they went in a darker vert, like a darker route with Venom, it would have to be an R rating. But the route they went was that he's like the because I don't think when they made the Venom, when they greenlight the Venom, I don't think they were very clear on like if Tom Holland was going to be part of this universe or not, or like if they're even going to use Spider Man in this universe. Maybe they were just gonna plan on using like villains from Spider-Man and give you like the real world perspective of that. But for it to be like a, 
uh, our rating, I honestly thought, and I didn't see anything in the leaks that kind of gave me hope of this, but like, I kind of thought this was going to be the movie that we see Venom become a villain. And I don't know necessarily if that's going to happen, but like, Carnage is the perfect bad guy to maybe bring out the evil side of Venom and like Tom Hardy's Venom. You know what I mean? So like, I, that's what I kind of thought they were going to go with. It doesn't seem that way. It still seems like he ends the movie as an anti-hero. So it's kinda, I don't I don't want to see a Tom Holland team up with Venom. You know what I mean? And I don't right. think they would do that. But like, that's what it seems like they're going to go. Like, I think like maybe if Morbius, because, you know, they're doing the, the vampire movie. Um, they're also there's talks about like a Craven the Hunter being a bat a villain in future line. Yep. So it's like I don't know what they're planning to do with this, but they have to turn him to a bad guy at some point because otherwise you're not gonna get the real Venom Spider Man dynamic that everybody wants to see and that we didn't get in the Spider Man three with the Tobey Maguire movie. We didn't really get that like good Venom story. People want to see a bad rated R. I mean, even to Big Homie's point, like we want to see that rated R version of Venom. Listen, here's what I, I mean. Listen, I, I the PG-13 is is truly for dollars. Just, yeah, just getting I mean, a bigger audience. Strictly dollars. It, it and um, from my understanding from the reviews, um, the reviews say that it, it's exactly what it needed to be in terms of the f- frenetic pace, the the violence, the gore, all that stuff is exactly where it needed to be. In terms of the reviews, so they're getting glowing reviews. The 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 industry is liking this movie. Um, is you know strict to theaters, but yeah, PG thirteen is I think is strictly a, a dollars move. I I'm in favor of a couple things, right? Um, I like I like what Deadpool did with yeah. with the second installment, right? Deadpool two. Um, they went and they went to their R rating and they they gave you that that clean version. Uh, not, I mean the the hardcore version, and then they came back and it's strictly a money move. I know it was strictly a money move, but they gave you the vanilla version, like the the Once Upon a Deadpool, which mm-hmm. edited out all the stuff, and it was still highly entertaining. I took my boys to go see it, so like that was I was like, yeah, let's go. Dad's gonna be cool. Let's go see Deadpool. What? <laughs> yeah, Deadpool too. We're gonna go see that. You gotta be kidding me. You're crazy. Yeah, no, let's go. Let's go. Once upon a Deadpool. And then he comes out and he says, Hi kids, you know, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I'm why not? Why not? If if there are if you really want to get people in, um, do that. Do, you know, have a different version. Like like I have no problem with um Justice League, the Snyder yeah. cut. Like I fix it. That's fine. But I'm I'm not a purist where you tell me Oh, this is the only way the movie can be. I could care less. Like, like I give you a good example: Anchorman. Mm-hmm. If, you've seen, if you watched Anchorman or Anchorman Two, they both have unrated extended versions. And when I tell you that they're hysterical and they're great, and it's it's great for someone like me who's watching it at home. Yeah, it's funny. It's great, but it still the first one was better. The the, the originals were better. Um, but but that's good. Like, give people content. Give people what they want, and that's fine. Like. Give me the theatrical version and give me the extended cut. I, I love extended cuts. The, I think the best extended cut I've ever seen is, is to this day is the Godfather Saga. Mm-hmm. And it, I, I, I wish I wish I could find it somewhere. I've never seen I've never seen the Godfather ever. Okay, hold on, hold on. The saga or the or the no movie none, none of them and saga movie no, none of them. Ad <laughs> ad. 
I have never seen Scarface in total as well. I've seen a lot of bits and pieces of Scarface. Never watched it like from front to back. Ever. All right. This the show's over. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to throw me on the Patreon watching The Godfather. I'm going to throw you on the Patreon. You need to watch those movies. I don't know if I have that much hard drive space for three and a half hour movies, but... Um, oh... AD. Sorry, sorry. I'm crying. <laughs> I'm crying more than I did at the uh, <laughs> Feel the Dreams. Uh, no. I've, just, uh, I've let you down, Lama. I've let you down. Big yeah. Homie says, get him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Big Homie, tell me you've at least seen The Godfather or you've seen Scarface. I, I mean, he's a, one of the people that give me shit for it. <laughs> listen, AD, both Llamas have seen Scarface. Both Little now, Llama and Junior Llama have seen Scarface and they've I'm seen sure, both Godfathers. I'm sure I've seen Scarface. Here's the thing. I've seen Scarface every time I go to a pizzeria. It's always playing and it's always playing at a different part. So I've seen the movie, just never sat down and watched it from front to back. But I know, you know what I mean? I've seen it. It's almost like the leaks. Like, I know what happens. It's oh. not- Big love homie, everything mafia. everything mafia. Yes, that's why we're gonna start the llama mafia. That's it. That's it. Listen, man. Listen, you, you, <laughs> you come to me and tell you me you cannot, haven't seen this film. <laughs> you cannot do a GTA <laughs> animated series with voices and then not know the lore in which it came from. Vice City is the god is is uh, Scarface. <laughs> And, and and the rest of it is is taken from inspiration from the Godfather. Now, <laughs> man, I've I've been derailed on this conversation. I, I was so excited to tell you about the Godfather saga. He's like, I don't even want to talk about this anymore. Yeah, I, I just want to throw my microphone. It's a dumb. No, <laughs> uh, no, honestly, I'll come back so we we can save face a little bit. Um, no, the Godfather saga. If if again, you have to have seen the first the first two originally, and so it won't be that good to you. It's a it's a seven hour, six and a half hour, seven hour like complete cut of both one and two with all the extras, the all extended features, all the the deleted scenes, and it is amazing. It is amazing. It's probably the best one I've ever seen. I saw it on HBO, but I had to watch it in parts. So there's no way yeah. I can sit down for six hours, yeah. but um. Yeah, man, you gotta see that. You gotta see that. Well, hold on, hold on. Let's go. Let's go through the quiz here, because I I had to go through this. Okay. So, Goodfellas. Oh, dear God! No, no, no. Hold on, hold on. on. Big homie has some comments, and this dude won't hang through the Italian one. Oh God! (laughs) No, I haven't seen Goodfellas. Uh, Casino. No, <laughs> I've not any mafia style movie. No, I have a thing uh, in my defense. I have a thing where if the movie came out before I was born, I don't really necessarily go back and watch it unless okay. it, unless it comes to me in a way where like I'm attentive to it. I just don't go back. Even it's the same with music. Like it took me forever to like go back and listen to like Biggie. You know, what I mean, I actually give Biggie the the listen because, like, I grew up in my era of music, and I always thought my era of music was better. And I understand, as an adult, I need to go back and see what came before. I will one day. I just no. have it, and I'm sorry I disappointed you. No, 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 no disappointment. No, you know what? You know what? Again, I keep I keep forgetting 
your age. You're a late twenties, early twenties, right? No, well, how old? Are you? No, no, 28, 28. 28. Okay, so so you're in late twenties. I can I can forgive. I can forgive that because. You know, now if you're my age and you haven't seen these, I I, I slap you through this internet. That's how, that's how I, do. <laughs> I put my hand through the the, the, the screen and I say, pa pa pa. You're gonna look at me like Cinder looked at you when you say you didn't see Field of Dreams. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and he was sitting right next to me, like like that. That look was right next to me. That was embarrassing. I thought he was gonna walk out. We we're never gonna see him again. I'm glad I he came so back too. for the next was, episode. I thought he was gonna flip the table. That's how bad it was. Oh my god. So so no, so yes. There I will say this though. I will say this. My sons have a different perspective on these movies than I did, right? I thought and and this is this is me being honest. I thought Scarface is the the, the greatest thing ever made. I love Scarface. I got Scarface posters in here. I, I, it's one of my favorite movies. I showed it to my kids. They loved it. They loved it. But they're like, mm, not as good as this, mm, not as good as that. And I'm like, I want to smack you right now. Yeah. You sit. But when they gave me their points as to why, it made sense. Yeah. It made sense. I'm looking at it from a different view, different perspective. Um, when they're like, I've seen it all. I've seen this. Uh, I've seen this before. I've seen this. I've seen, I'm like, oh, okay. And then they get it in a video game. So in Call of Duty, there's, a, there's a, um, that Miami area. Mm-hmm. That's all Scarface. Yeah, the, the, the inspired by Scarface. Yeah, um, man, we could do a whole show on Scarface, man. That, that that'd be that'd be fun. But it, I mean, it makes sense. It's just think about it. When you saw it, it was groundbreak, like groundbreaking for the most part. Like those movies were like they, you've never seen movies like that. That like that was the time. Like everybody that was like the generations ahead of me, at least from what I've seen growing up, they all love those mafia style movies. And I mean, there's just that was just the time. It's the same as like why Wu Tang was so into like kung fu movies because it was that time that time period like you you've never seen anything like that like at this point it's been done so many times like you probably can say maybe maybe this movie's better but like in terms of like when the film came out the time period it came out like you got to give it his credit yeah no and and the funny thing about wu-tang is i would look for the samples like where do they get that sample from that from that movie and i'd go watch the movie the movies were terrible (laughs) i mean there's this thing called Samurai Sunday, um, mm. and the local uh, local channel 33 down south. Man, I would watch it religiously on Sundays. And as a kid, thought it was the greatest things ever made. These guys jumping around, yeah. but, but the dubbing was so horrible. I'll get you, <laughs> you know. You'll, I'll teach you and your master, you know. And I'm like, oh, yeah. So as a kid, I'm like, oh, this is amazing. Now I, I watched a couple of those. Oh, it was on Netflix. They had the yeah. 36 Chambers. They had all this these Shaolin things. And I'm watching the dub version. I'm going, I thought this was actually good. <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't even pay attention to the dialogue. I just like, you're my master. Ugh. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> terrible, terrible dubs, man. Anyway. <laughs> uh, let's see. So, so, again, Venom is getting good ratings. Um, should do well. And the fact that they moved it to, um, so to it's theaters like, uh, only. Oh, they did? Okay. Yeah, theaters only. There's no other, um, you know, they, they made that decision They because of Shang-Chi. Um, and poor Shang-Chi. Like, we got to, we've got Shang-Chi to talk about at the end of the of the show, and we're already at an hour and 30 almost, and so I don't know that we're going to get it to It seems Shang-Chi. like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, last week we, we were planning to talk about it. We don't want to ruin it for uh, Lenny, so it was like, uh, Shang-Chi's just on the back, brother. Great movie, though. 
Yeah, listen. I only like, fell asleep for 10 minutes. That's all. Well, like like the mother backstory, we're never going to get to it. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. But yeah, man, the Venom the Venom movie, I'm super excited for. I'm excited because Carnage, growing up, Carnage was one of like the most, to me, it was like one of the most insane villains I've ever seen. So like to see it in live action and then you got a good, uh, good actor to portray him, like, this should be a very good movie, and it should do well in the box office. But like I said, from from the post, uh, what do you call it? The post credit leak. Mm-hmm. It's gonna change. It's gonna change a lot. Of, it's gonna change a lot. Yeah, and that's what that's what I that's the reviewers who came out said. Do they have to stay? Obviously, anyone who knows these movies stays for the post credit. You have to. Yeah. I mean, that's just it's a staple now. Like like, but. Honestly, I'm I'm super I'm stoked. I can't wait to see it. I can't, you know, I, I was on the fence about it because of the way that they're portraying Venom and the whole comedy thing. But with these reviews, right, and they're saying that the pacing is right and that Woody Harrelson brings that that horror element and he's he's perfect. He's perfect as Carnage in this. Uh, I'm I'm excited now because that, that's that's going to sway me in this in this uh, uh, this particular movie. All right, we got we got one more topic here, and the Batman. So the Batman, there's some leaks there. Um, a trailer came out. Yeah, I, I, I guess a full trailer. Yeah, I haven't seen. I haven't watched it yet. The full trailer. Um, I don't know. I'm still not sold as Robert Pattinson as Batman, but I'm, what I'm hearing is that it is a very, very different take on on the you know the batman and the whole like it's not the dark knight it's not yeah. it's not anything you're thinking of it is complete it is a little bit more um on the horror side right or, or the yeah. the, the seedy no. criminal element type stuff um so i'm i'm excited because it's something different i i, I know i'm definitely going to be watching something different so this but, is this is a movie that i could see like i'm trying to i was trying to look right now to see if we got a rating for it, I don't think it's it's probably too early for it. But it, if it is PG thirteen, it's gonna be like at the very edge. And that's another point I want to bring before we even move on. PG thirteen seems like, especially with these like superhero movies, they're kind of like uh pushing the thread on them a little bit. I I forgot what I was watching, but like somebody mentioned like um the Winter Soldier, that was like a PG thirteen show. But like you saw um the the wannabe Captain America. Oh, when yeah, he, yeah. he killed somebody, he got the blood on the shield. And, like, that's one thing about PG-13 is, like, they don't want that much blood. But, like, it seems like they're trying to, like, push the envelope on the PG-13. So, like, you might not necessarily get the hard R, but they want to give you as close to that as they can. So, like, with this movie, with the Batman movie in particular, it's going to be a dark – it's going to be a darker version. But also, we're, we've never seen on film this, this Batman. Like, this is Batman – in I believe year one or his second year as Batman, every right. every Batman we've seen, he's been through it all. We've seen kind of like maybe a little bit of his origin, a little bit of his training, but the main meat of all the Batman stories, he's already been Batman for years. He's already kind of gotten in his groove. This we're gonna see a young a young Bruce Wayne become Batman, and I think we're gonna see like maybe why Batman doesn't want to kill people. You know what I mean, like. That line, maybe he hits that line where like, oh, I don't want to pass this. You know what I mean? Like Joker, that's that's Joker's like big things. Like, hey, I want to, I want you to kill somebody. I want you to break your moral code. So I feel like this movie, we're gonna see the darkest version of Bruce Wayne himself. 
You know what I mean? Not necessarily the movie. I think the movie's going to be dark because from what I'm hearing, like the Riddler is going to be the, the main villain, but like it's going to be like Saw style riddles. Yeah. So like yeah. I'm kind of, I'm just excited about this movie because if it does good, we're going to get a pretty good storyline from this. I don't think this is going to be the only Batman with Robert Pattinson, especially right. if it gets good reviews. Yeah, no, and that's and that's what I heard too. I heard that the Riddler is going to be a, you know very creepy, um, very sadistic, um, and very very um, violent in, yeah. in terms of the body count, the way that the bodies are you know are, are and very much a murder mystery, yeah. like like a seven, um, you know that type of thing. Um, Actually, I heard like that that was like a big inspiration for this movie. So yeah, yeah. I mean, and that, I'm I'm all in on that because that's a different and it's it's funny it's a it's a different genre and a different way of looking at it, but definitely a movie I want to watch because I haven't seen a seven in a long time. Yeah. I haven't seen some of these like gritty, you know, crime, crime films like that in a long time. The fact that it has Batman in it obviously is a more familiar character, but I like that. I like the chasing the serial killer type movies. I like those suspense movies like that. And so, and I know Robert Pattinson, you know, you know, he, he, so for the big homie, obviously he was in Harry Potter, right? And, and he, died, <laughs> he died. He died Cedric in Harry Potter. Gregory. <laughs> Cedric Diggory or Gregory, whatever his name is. Um, and then, um, you know, then he was a vampire in Twilight. So, like, you have, it, it, uh, unfortunately, like, people, not in the mainstream, but, you know, like, that's all they know of this guy. And so he's done some amazing things. I know he's in Tenet. He was in that, uh, Light Towers or uh, Watchtower movie. There was a movie about 9-11 that he was in. And that movie messed me up because I had no clue what it was about until it ended. And I was like, oh, my God. I... Yeah, yeah. No, he, he's a great – honestly, I, I, if I'm being honest, right, the dude's a great actor. He's putting yeah. in a lot of great performances. Underrated, right, uh, for sure. Um, but he's getting his, his due, and I think this could be – a nice breakout role for him, especially if it's a weird adaptation of Batman, yeah. which is going to be good. Um, Even I mean, with the, I mean, what we're hearing from the Riddler, it also gives Batman that, like, the investigator side of Batman. We've never really even seen that. Like, that's one of Bat. I mean, obviously he's rich, he can fight, but, like, his biggest asset is his mind and how he, he figures these things out, how he he navigates through these these. Uh, I was going to say crime, like, uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but like, you know what I mean? Like he's, he's an investigator. That's, that's Batman's thing. So like this movie is going to give us that. And also I heard there's a lot of, uh, the only thing I'm worried about is there's a lot of like behind the scenes issues. It seems like with Robert Pattinson and like Matt Reeves. Yeah. And that, that's, that's proving to be an issue because if they're going to continue this, this partnership, um, because if Matt Reeves knocks it out of the park, Pattinson's got to be part of the project. And so um, that, that's going to be definite issues. Now, Big Homie's got some issue here. He says, uh, Rip, Cedric, and all Hufflepuff hopes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Big, big Homie, I got to ask you this. And this is not, not, I'm not calling you out. Which which is your favorite Harry Potter movie? I got to know this. That's a good question. That's, that's a, I mean, I'll tell you mine, but I want to, I want to see what yours is first. So, big homie, I'm waiting for you to respond to that one. Here, I'll go while we wait. I'll go. I'm not. My favorite is, is Chamber of Secrets, but because I don't think there's a 
there was a trailer that like captivated me more than that first trailer when they showed like uh, Mouthway and Harry, which I was disappointed when I saw the movie, but Mouthway and Harry on the table, like they were actually going to battle. I remember seeing that in theaters for the first time, like, oh, this second movie is going to be crazy. And then they kind of like didn't give me what I thought was was going to be that scene. Yeah. But to me, that like that sticks out. That will always stick out because I was like, holy, like I was not expecting that. And I was like, man, this, this movie is going to be great. So I got to go chamber of secrets. Mine is Goblet of Fire. And I like, I I do like the other, I like the later installments too, like a lot, but Goblet of Fire, I can rewatch over and over again. I think that's the one where Cedric dies. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Maybe that's why I like it. Try wizard tournament. Yeah. You know, I, it just, it, 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 for like, and I think that was the big return of Voldemort. Mm. So I think it was because there were so many payoffs in that movie, at least for me, that I like that that movie so much. And there was Crumb, and there was these, you know, all these these other wizards coming in from other schools. So much fun, and that's why I even I like the the at the beginning, like the the Quidditch like World Cup thing. Like yeah, I thought yeah. that was awesome to see on screen. Yeah, and that's that's what I'm saying. Like that that movie got me. Now. You know, oh, oh, here we go. go. Personal favorite. Here we go. So Big Homie responds. He says, personal favorite is Order of the Phoenix because they're older and handling business. But Goblet of Fire for the Triwizard Tourney. Yes. Yes. See, I'm on the same same wavelength with Big Homie there because I'm telling you. um, Yeah, I like the fact when they're older, they're doing, they're, they're handling business and they're doing things the right way. And. But that Triwizard Tournament, I, 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 I can watch it over and over and over again. That's, that's how much fun that is. In fact, like I said, I, I, I do have the, uh, the disc set, and I'm, I've been wanting to rewatch it with my new surround style. So, <laughs> this uh, might be inspiration for that. Well, the, the, to record that would be difficult, but because um, that's the thing, i got to mute the sound and everything else. But um, Yeah, no, no, that's... That's awesome. All right, so yeah, so Pattinson, I think, like I said, he's gonna, he's definitely gonna show his his worth right here. Uh, definitely a make or break for him, but uh, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Yeah. And then there was Shang Chi, Shang Chi, as they say. Oh man, what what? <laughs> I was gonna say, what can, where do we start with where this? Where do we start with this movie? I mean, the movie was amazing. It yeah. was great. The reviews were great. Um, yeah. I, I do I, I do like the I, I didn't like the only thing I didn't like and I said it in my movie review was how easily his father was swayed. Yeah. Um other than that, pretty pretty flawless, pretty great. I mean, and a good nod to all the Kung Fu cinema and, and the you know, uh, the different fight choreographies that were out there. Um just a little of everything, man. I mean I do great. think the father was like a, a good compelling bad guy for Marvel. Like he oh, was yeah. A, yeah. like his story, I mean he made you he made you kind of feel like, oh, he might be a little right in what he's doing. I get what you're saying because it, it seemed like, it seemed like, he, I mean, this guy was literally taking, like, he was conquering, he was conquering, and then all of a sudden he falls in love, and it's kind of like the only thing that can like make him stop conquering was love, and then as soon as she dies, he he goes back to what he was doing, and it's it's, it's like a weird like plot device, but as a bad guy, as a villain for the movie. I thought it was dope. I thought his payoff, like at the end, like obviously spoiler alert, the movie's been out for a while. But yeah, yeah, were, when yeah. when he uh when he died, I kind of thought it was like I didn't get the impact that I thought I was gonna get when he died. 
Right. It needed to be a little bit more, I think, dramatic, a yeah. little bit more heroic, or doing yeah. something very selfless. So he he did die selflessly, but um, there was a missed opportunity with, yeah. with him. Maybe even a, a reuniting with her in the spirit world, something. Yeah. With his wife, I think, would have made that a more touching scene. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I enjoyed it. I, I didn't. And the one thing I kept seeing people say is like, you'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll this. I didn't cry, and I'm usually a crier. Um, it was a great story. Um, I was I was hooked. I just I what didn't get that emotional connection to the father. Mm. Um, and because you know what it is, is, is I think it's a series of flashbacks to how how much of a dick he was, you know, yeah. and how much he wanted to conquer the world. Um, and I think that's the part that it's tough to get attached to something like that. And, 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 and Shang-Chi didn't show a lot of emotion uh, mm. himself. Like he wasn't that torn up about um, his father. He was, he was torn up about his mother, obviously, but also his sister. I right. think like when, when they went back to like her feeling like she, uh, he left her and abandoned her. Like you can see, like he felt that also like she felt it as well. I thought that was like the biggest, like, to me, it was like the more emotional part that we got from Shang-Chi because it was clear they had a connection, you know what I mean, as brother and sister. But it was clear, like, she did feel abandoned. She got left with the father who clearly didn't, like, not want her around. You know what I mean? Not not that he didn't want her around, but, like, he wasn't training her. She wasn't trained herself. She was, like, honestly, she became who she was, in like, in spite of her father. Right, right. And I, I thought think, she was a great character. Yeah, I know. She was, it was, she was a great character, and it was a good, it was a good message to sort of send out for her and and the fact that she takes over the 10 rings yeah at the end to me is going to be awesome and that's and that's why i think i said it in the review perfect setup for a sequel because mm -hmm. there is now conflict between the family between shang chi and his sister she's definitely has a different purpose and she's going to be manipulated by somebody uh to use those 10 rings for nefarious purposes so yeah and she already has power because she built that underground fight like underground fighting um thing, but I got a question. Like, do you think he's gonna be like the next leader of the Avengers? I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't see. I don't see him. It, he's gonna have to have a good story arc. Like, well, it, like I say, Captain Captain America from the beginning, you knew he was a good leader. Yeah. But like, I don't know. It, I'm not seeing a clear cut leader in this next phase yeah um unless it comes you know one of the fantastic four or if it comes you know because captain marvel's not the leader yeah so she's, she's she's not going to be um the, she's she's not inspiring the way captain america was yeah and so i'm having a hard time thinking and it's not the new falcon or the new new captain america it's no. not him um because he's he's having a hard time just being captain america so, I mean, by the time we see him again, maybe he's a little bit more into the role. But I feel like just uh, Simo Liu's like performance and like people loved his performance in this movie. So I feel like now maybe they see the success of this movie. They might try to push him as like the front man of the Avengers going forward in the next couple of years. I see him more like like what Black Widow with Black Panther, which mm. is he's leader in his world and his country or his thing. And he is a critical part of that, but he is more of a fan favorite yeah. than he is the leader of the Avengers, right? Like, like when T'Challa was on screen and, and the Black Panther shows up, 
you're rooting and you're hooting and hollering, but yeah. you know he's not the leader of the of, of the Avengers. Yeah. Um, not, and again, nothing nothing against T'Challa, but it was just like he's got his own world, his own things to deal with, um, and so he's clearly not as involved. And I think Shang Chi will be the same way. I think he's got to now again now he's he's got time to grow, just like Tony Stark did. So there's there is time to develop him over the course. But how does he interact with the Eternals? How does he interact with uh, the Fantastic Four who are coming around the corner, the X Men, um, Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah, the Guardians. It, it, so he definitely has to start. I think. I think for now, no. But can he be? Who knows? Who knows how they yeah. develop his story arc over the next couple of movies? Now, the the thing is, what what movie will he appear in next? Where will he team up next? That's the the key. Isn't uh, because you can, you definitely have a Shang, Shang Chi too. Yeah. You, that's all. That's in the books wrapped wrapped up in a can. You're done. Because with, between him and his sister, you've got a whole other movie there. Um, but how does he interact with the rest of the heroes in the world? And that's that'll be interesting. That'll yeah. be interesting. Uh, so there's a lot, a lot to explore with him. I, and and you know, I, I will say this: Aquafina's performance. I wasn't. I'm a fan of Aquafina's. I like her in her movies. I like her comedy. I like her her rapping. I like everything about her. She's she's just a crazy crazy character. I honestly thought she was going to be over the top. Yeah. And I thought she was going to be annoying. Um. And I was completely um, wrong. I was completely, yeah. completely wrong. She actually came off as likable in in the role. She's a little bit unorthodox in terms of a love interest for him, and that's a question too. Like, are they a love interest or not? Because yeah, she's not the traditional. You know, I could see her being the the love interest, or like even just like the sidekick, like the. She has more sidekick qualities than love yeah. interest, but she's. Definitely, you know, shows her range in the movies because, yeah. you know, and, and she held her own. Like, yeah. she didn't, Shang-Chi didn't have to be right next to her the whole time, um, which was great. I liked that they gave each of the characters, I think you said that, where they gave each of the characters their own their own time, their own story. Um, but I thought it was great. I think, again, I, it was a great time at the movies. I saw it in IMAX. Yeah. I loved it. I loved it in IMAX. I, uh, that was crazy. That 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 scaffolding scene in the at, by the Fight Club, yeah, was fire. freaking amazing on IMAX, man. Like you, like like that was shot perfect for IMAX. Yeah, I mean, it was a great it was a great way to start this phase. I mean, it showed it showed a lot of range with Marvel too. Like this was such a different type of movie than we've seen in any of the movies really because like this was way more grounded than even like the spider-man movies have been like because spider-man is mostly a street level like and that's the thing it, it was very grounded but then you still had like the the mythical elements because obviously the end of it which i did have a little bit of problem with like it was a lot of cgi at the end yeah but there was no there was no other way to bring those characters to life so i understand why but i wonder if like that like if if he is I mean he's gonna be in the an, an Avengers movie but like there's not gonna be like that kind of mythical element to it you know what I mean or it maybe it could be and who yeah. knows I, I mean I would have I, I the only thing missing from that is understanding who that who that beast was yeah why that beast was there I'm sure they're gonna explain it I I, I give it to Marvel to to do the right things on that but I I didn't that's why I think I wasn't as invested in the final fight as I wanted to be is I don't know they're just scared of this thing behind the wall yeah I don't know anything about it I wanted I listen that's a good time for a flashback 
Yeah. <laughs> Show that thing coming out and eating everybody. That that'd be great. Yeah, even like a like one of those like a pre-scroll like for like the Star Wars movies, like something like that. Even just like to give us a backstory of it, because you're right. Like we really didn't know anything about it. They didn't really tell us anything, and then he just came. We saw what it can do. Like they did a good job of that. Like when it yeah. released like some of the little monsters, we saw what it can do. And it was even like a funny, like one one of my favorite parts was like, it's like, we need to team up. He's like, we don't team up with anybody. Sees one of the souls get snatched. Like, we're going to team up. <laughs> we're going to do it, man. Let's go. Yeah. Whatever you need. Oh, man. That's, and that, and that guy, oh, that guy was the guy from Creed, right? He was in, uh, oh, the Drago guy. Maybe. He was Drago. Yeah. He was, he was the, the young Drago. Which oh, I, man. I, could, I didn't I even could, pick that up. Well, it's my, my son's told me because I, w- I was watching. I'm like, man, that guy looks familiar. I don't know I thought where I've same. seen him from. And and uh, little Lama's like, yeah, that's uh that's Drago from Creed Two. I was like, oh my oh, god. <laughs> so yeah, that guy's that guy was funny, man. He, he did a good job on that movie. Oh yeah. man. All right, man. We're getting we're getting close to the bewitching hour, man. We we've been yeah. on for an hour and forty seven. So. Um, for our podcasters, this is good for you if you've been listening to us for this long time on your long road trips, right? Yeah. Um, long work days. Long work days. If you're just sitting there listening, that's that's what we do. Um, yeah, no, I've been studying podcasts, man. I've been listening to different podcasts and, you know, they're all very close to the microphone. They're, you know, they're yeah. talking like this and yeah so how are you today you know they've got big <laughs> podcast voices i don't like that man <laughs> it's like hey Susie, how are you today no nah, i can't we can't do that man no nah, i like that i like the podcast that are like natural conversation like today like today honestly um last couple episodes we had guests on so like we haven't had like this dynamic but today reminds me of like this is yeah. why this works because we have good banter between us i mean we even had a uh, big homie in the chat. We had uh, what was it, surgeon, frog surgeon, frog surgeon. Shout out to Scotland. First Scotland. Appreciate you. Oh, Today was a good uh, episode, man. Yeah, Mama Llama was in the house. Mama Llama was in there. Yeah. Yeah, uh, John Gillen, one of our our, our homies. He's rel- uh, he has the notifications on for sure. Oh yeah. He's, he, as soon as soon as it's on, he's there. He, he, in the same comment every time. Yeah. How's it going, Rose? Whatever, <laughs> right? He's got it down packed to a science. Yep. All right. Well, listen. Uh, let let me uh, let's plug a couple things. Yep. Um, again, the podcast is available. So those of you watching us live or on a replay, uh, make sure you hit Spotify, hit Google Podcasts, and now Apple Podcasts yep. for your podcast needs. Big Llama Show podcast. Look it up. It is the Big Llama Show with a D. Uh, this show will right here will be live. Will be uh, up and running tonight. Um, Everything we talked about, everything will be available, but please make sure that you at least subscribe to one of those. And if you want to support the channel, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, I do have a Patreon and it's going to be in a link in future videos, but it's not, it's not, it's only purpose is for the copyrighted stuff and our long movie length recording. So if you want to check those out, you definitely need to subscribe to that. So uh, anything going on in your world the next week? What do you got going on, man? I got a lot of... Uh... Split gauge streams coming up this week. I'm planning to go live Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then whenever else I have time. But Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm trying to make it a point to stream and go for a long hour. So just follow me on Twitch, backslash blackout underscore AD and blackout AD on uh, pretty much everywhere. TikTok, all, right. all those. All right. And uh, for me this week, tomorrow morning, sometime, you're going to have the premiere of the Field of Dreams um, YouTube edit of the Watch Along. 
the um, the movie length, the full length is already on Patreon. And the second movie I picked, I'm doing two movies, so it'll be twice a week. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pick a movie I've never seen, and then the second movie is a retro rewatch. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take a movie I saw as a kid and see it through the eyes of a 40-something-year-old. Uh, I'll explain where I was when I watched it the first time, what I thought about it, and then does it still hold up? And what are my comments as I watched my childhood memories? <laughs> So uh, the next one, the next movie that's already been picked out is The Never-Ending Story. So uh, look out for that one later on this week, uh, Never-Ending Story. Again, the uh, Field of Dreams watch with me crying will be on <laughs> tomorrow morning sometime on a program. <laughs> oh, I'm excited to see that. Oh, man. And you know, what? you know what's bad? And I've watched, and we're going to close it out in a minute. But what's bad is I've watched a couple, a couple of people do um, these these rewatches, and I watched their 20, 30 minute snippets. And when they cry, they talk through the cry, right? They're like, <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> and so, like me, I'm not doing that. I'm like, like what you see is this. You see me looking at the camera, and we're like, <laughs> oh, glasses come off and wiping my eyes. And I, I, then I realized I, like my voice is quivering, and so yeah. like, I got to stop before my before I give you the ugly, you know, chin. Um, and I really am soaking it in, you know. But um, that's what happened in this one. I like I, it. It is if you watch the full length one, it's like ten minutes of just me like looking away, <laughs> trying not to look at the camera. In the quick edit, I'm like. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> trying not. And like I didn't, and then, and then the good thing about the edit is, um, I was able to chop it so it does. It's not as long. Yeah. Um, but like I found myself ha- having a hard time talking through it, like to say, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what's supposed to happen. I'm like that's thinking in my brain, but I'm like, nope, I'm not saying anything right now. <laughs> And, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. That sounds All like right. a good, good content right there. It is going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. So I'm going to upload it tonight and see, uh, make that happen. Sweet. All right. So thank you everybody for tuning in tonight. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you're listening to the podcast, thank you for watching the replay. Make sure to like and subscribe. Uh, always subscribe to the Big Llama Show. Become a member of the Llama Nation. Thank you, AD, as always, as my guest host and co-host. Uh, Thank you so much for joining me. I'm the Big Llama. This is the Big Llama Show. Peace out, everybody.